Hello and welcome to Wife on Earth Play Special with me, Celia Jessen. I'm just an ordinary woman. The noggins at Cosmic Shambles Network have allowed me to do a little extra special production here for you. It's going to be a little play about marriage guidance. Now, of course, my husband Fred and I have never gone to marriage counselling, but I've sometimes wondered what it would be like if we had. And last month at the Women's Creative Writing Evening at the Community Centre with Miss Craven, she gave us the task of coming up with an imaginary event of our lives. So I've written the following play. I'll be playing the wife, Celia, and my husband, Fred, will be saying the role of the husband, Fred. And we have a very special guest today, the lead guitarist with Centre Party Martin's Black Sabbath tribute band, Tony Wyoming, taking the challenging role on of the marriage guidance counsellor. Fred? Fred, where are you? Keep the noise down, old girl. I'm here in the basement. I'm at a tricky stage with this saddle jib. Is it important? Important? Well, Fred, it concerns the state of our marriage, so I suppose you could say it was important, yes. Fred? All right. All right, I'm coming. Now, what's this all about? Fred, how long have we been married? 36 years, 7 months, 3 weeks, 4 days, 10 hours, 11 minutes... And eight seconds. And would you say you're satisfied with our marriage? Yes, of course. Now, what's going on? It's just that lately I've been wondering if perhaps there's more to life. What? More to life? Good grief, old girl. Pull yourself together. This is worse than when we first met and after a week you finally admitted your lisp. It was an affectation and you should have to stop because it was hurting your teeth. Everything I held dear fell away and we had to start anew. Oh, Fred, don't be silly. I was playing a supporting role as Bonnie Langford as Violet Elizabeth in the Toxington Gaiety Players production of William... It was only meant to be temporary. You've remembered it all wrong. Oh, good. So I was simply mistaken. Right, pipe down. It's time for our Tuesday night pop master. No, Fred, not today. Our marriage is in grave danger of becoming ho-hum. I thought that's how you liked it. Yes, but everyone has their limits, Fred. So we must away and attend marriage guidance counselling. There's a relate on Capslock Street. Mrs Coyle and her second husband went there. Gosh, I didn't know that. Don't sound amused, Fred. Relationship in turmoil is no joke. If we go there now, we're back in time for our television programme. So he must away to see the Relate Man, Carl Floyd. Hello, I'm the Relate Man, Carl Floyd. You've come to see me in the nick of time. I can tell by your pasty faces, lustreless hair, dull eyes and drab clothing that you've nearly given up. Oh, no, not at all. We always look like this. Well, I'm certainly glad we came. Oh, darling, don't be awful. I'm sorry, Doctor. He's being sarcastic. Oh, it's perfectly natural. A typical defence mechanism. And call me Carl. Thank you, Carl. Ugh. Now, let's begin. What are your names, please? Celia Millicent Jeston, Mrs. Nee Arbuthnow. Celia? Sir? No, I'm not saying. Fred? I don't want to tell him anything. Oh. oh, come, come. We'll hardly progress with that attitude. Fred, tell him your name. It's Fred. OK. Perhaps Celia would like to begin. How did you first meet? Accidentally. I was loitering outside the tennis club refreshments hut and Fred was on bin duty. Is that how you remember it, Fred? What? I I wasn't listening. Every time you lean forward in that inquiring pose, there is an interminable squeak. It's most distracting. I was wondering how you recall your first meeting. No comment. Fred won't remember. You see, I originally preferred Fred's brother Frank. Ah. Frank had a motorbike, and I'd often see him roaring around the village on his Norton, his golden curls glinting in the sunlight. I knew he was a member of the tennis club, so I joined in the hopes of meeting him. But he ended up with Arabella Fotherington, who has a much vaunted back smash, and I ended up with Fred. Does this still rankle? No, not at all. We all know I ended up with the right one in the end. You're sure about that? Uh, Fred, 
What do you have to say about this? Sit still for a moment, will you? I'm trying to locate the source of the noise. I'm sorry, what is happening? I was just saying, I married the right one, marrying Fred. We all agree. Frank is now a mountain-climbing architect in the French Riviera. I see. Does he plan on moving back? I do hope so. I'm hoping he'll be forced to. It's why I voted leave. Fred, do you wish to see your brother return to the UK? It's getting worse. Quite shrill with an after-echo. Fred voted remain. And is that when your problems first began? I imagine it was making that noise well before we arrived. <laughs> Fred. Well, in the beginning, we were happy enough. I had my knitting and Fred had the golf club. We'd watch television for an hour after tea and every summer we'd attend the cricket. But then a new channel came along. Channel 4. Careful, old girl. Go on. And everyone was talking about some pink triangle on the school run except for me. I see. Celia didn't know what the red triangle was. How so? Well, because we didn't get Channel 4 until 2002, because Fred tampered with the aerial and then claimed it was because of the new block of flats on the high street. Have you tried oiling the casters? Oh, Fred, stop worrying about the office furniture. Do you enjoy being a practical man, Fred? I have no choice. Hang on, I don't think it's the chair after all. Celia, would you say that Fred is good with his hands? He made some bookshelves for my alcove. Is that a euphemism? Now look here. Oh, Fred, he's only being friendly. He is insinuating that I am not as intellectual as him, but I'm just your bit of rough. You're not that at all, Fred. May I be excused? This is most untoward mid-session. Needs must. I cannot concentrate. Oh, Carl Floyd, perhaps I would like Fred to be more like you, in a book-lined room with thoughts and feelings and talking. Go on. Well... After a visit to Charleston Farmhouse, home of bohemian swingers Vanessa Bell and her husbands and his husband, I had hoped that Fred would be inspired to live with me in an artistic home where our bedroom was set up for life drawing as a creative stimulus. But all it did was give him the idea to put up a shelf for his display of junkers. And as I draped a shawl over the standard lamp to begin the transformation, the next thing I heard was Fred getting his spirit level out. I see. No, an actual spirit level. So we kept our twin beds where they were. Pushed up together. Apart, with a tease made in between. Does Fred ever read you poetry? No. Not even a ribald limerick? No. One of those haikus? He wouldn't know how. Would he read to you? He reads out the odd crossword clue. Are they coded love messages? No, just the ones he can't get. What about bedtime? He did read at bedtime once. Was it written by him for you? No. Adult-themed? No, it was a screw-fix advert for drill bits. Was it suggestive or lewd? No. The price for a multi-pack was twice the price of them singly. He thought it was funny. Has Fred ever whisked you away on holiday? No. Has he ever suggested you enjoy relations in a public place? Oh, gosh, no. Tried role-play? Oh, now you mention it, we did do one of those murder mystery weekends once, but Fred got into an argument with a man pretending to be the vicar over the pronunciation of Leominster, so we left early. You must understand, Carl Floyd. My husband Fred and I have been happily married for over 40 years. It's reached the point where he doesn't even need to ask me how I'm feeling or if I'd like a change of scenery or whatever, or whether or not I should wear the rust-brown or nut-brown or pale-brown suit to church because he already knows all the answers, he says. But sometimes I, I allow myself to briefly imagine what might have been if I'd made other choices in life. Perhaps if I'd stayed living in thicket my whole life or gone away for a three-week course in hairdressing school, perhaps settling with a practice in Reem... Or what if I'd married Frank, Fred's older brother, and, well, right now I'd be in a bikini, turban and factor 75, sketching the view from a yacht in Cannes, dreaming of sailing to New Zealand or somewhere and visiting the same places that Joan was showing off about in the needlework group last February, the Cadbury's factory, the world's steepest street and the place where Peter Jackson filmed the Twin Towers. 
or telling Frank's maid that Frank and I fancied salad niçoise for afternoon tea, don't you know, and not to disturb us this afternoon, Frank and I need our siesta before our late night at the casino, and don't touch Frank's paperwork in the study, please. He's very busy at the moment finalising designs for a summer house for me, replete with a retractable washing line and self-plumping sofa cushions and one of those perpetual ice-dispensing fridges without any golfing holiday magnets stuck to it. And please would you bring me another Cinzano lemonade, Claudine? I need to cool down. Or perhaps Frank will take me for a swim in his never-ending swimming pool near Provence at tea time. Goodness me, I know, I know I need a cool down. Do you know what, Claudine? We must be the only couple this side of Italy with a summer house with its own porch, mustn't we? It's terribly exciting, isn't it? Oh, now, what's this? A crossword? Frank hates crosswords. Oh. And then I realise that I'm still sitting on my chair at home and Fred is on his way back from the co-op with a pie and I'm sitting in the dark because I didn't notice the sun going down. And besides, the whole notion of Frank being married is ridiculous. Frank hasn't settled down in years, and probably never will, because he can't choose between Simone, Valentina, Rita or Jean. He can't even whittle it down to two. If only he'd met the right one while he was still at Toxington Harbour Grammar and, and I was at Littling School for Girls, dreaming of being married one day. But to whom? And again, it's just one of those evenings where I've spent gazing into space, imagining what might have been, and then remembering that I ended up with Fred. Fred. Dear old Fred. He always comes back with a pie in the end and doesn't mind if I've forgotten to eat up the peas in the meantime. I hardly know why I'm here, Carl Floyd. Miss Jessen, uh, Celia, I hardly ever say this to my clients, but your marriage is absolutely 100% toxic. What? Your husband is an ill-humoured, tedious... Iron-handed tyrant, you must get divorced at once. He is like a dark, oppressive storm cloud keeping the sun from a delicate, beautiful bloom. Beautiful? Perhaps I could better explain by reading you a poem. It's one I read to Mrs Coyle just before her second husband left her. Perhaps you'd like to lie down on the couch? Your lovely face is not hidden from me. All your husband sees is the shadow he's cast. You turn away, and in plain view I feel your future. I know your past. Dear Celia, be with me, and in a matter of days, not weeks, I... Right, I fixed your filing cabinet. It no longer squeaks. And Carl turned pale. Fred brandished his pocket tool and I pushed the filing cabinet with my foot to test to see if Fred was telling the truth. And sure enough, the squeak had gone. Fred had crept back into the room and dismantled it and reassembled it while the marriage guidance man had attempted his crude voodoo, just as if he were on ITV. Thank you, Fred. My pleasure. Are we all done? Yes, Fred. Carl's psycho babble and so-called perch have been revealed for what they are. Cheap props to conceal a conman lavario, hell-bent on bending my virtue. Oh, Fred... How could I ever have doubted you? You're the only man for me. And that concludes my marriage guidance play. Thank you so much for listening to our Wife on Earth bonus special. Celia is played by Joanna Neary, Fred by Alistair Kerr, and the marriage guidance man Carl Floyd by Dan Antopolsky. Music was written and performed by Pat McLean and brought to you by Cosmic Channels Network. Ta-ta!